pastor's home. I had something else in mind, but as they were paying me up over there, my mind went back. Just an old country boy. Remembering those songs and how I miss them. So I retained them deep in my heart. Once again, we come for preaching and teaching power, for evangelizing power. Lord, there's so much going on in the world today. Your word said, Woe unto them who call good evil and evil good. Who said wrong is right and right is wrong. Lord God, we ask that you clear up, Lord continually this confusion. Let your word run rampant, Lord, in the streets and the hearts and minds of thy people and thy strength. Lord, give us strength, Lord, to stand for what is right, to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let us not look in their faces, Lord, but look unto you who is the author and finisher of our faith. The one who woke us up early this morning the one who clothed us in our right mind. Oh Lord, I thank you because I know that the alarm clock didn't wake me up this morning. 
For I believe if I take it out, Lord, to the graveyard and set it, and when it go off, nobody gonna get up. But you, Jesus, you reached all the way down from heaven with the finger of love. Touch each and every one of us. Whisper, wake up, my child. There's work to do. And we're here today to do that work. It's in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray and give thanks. those of you that have your Bibles with you I'm going to invite you back to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17 the verses I have picked out for you this time is 17 through 29 Goliath the title of this is Goliath must fall too but we're dealing with the giant of anger and rejection. Last week we dealt with fear and procrastination. I want to continue to let you know that there are many giants in our lives. That oftentimes we don't want to face. But I still declare and let you know that there is victory in Jesus. The God you serve is bigger than any giant you can ever face. Matter of fact, in the face, in the presence of God, they are so tiny that God very seldomly noticed them, but we do. That's just how big and how wide and how powerful our God is. But yet and still, we have people who are battling every day, stressed out, frustrated, angry, so I want to bring you some hope this morning in the book of Samuel 17 and 17 you will find these words and Jesse said unto David his son take now for thy brethren an elk of this parched corn and these ten loaves and run to the camp to thy brethren and carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousands and look how thy brethren fare and take their pledge now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of El fighting with the Philistines <coughs> And David rose up early in the morning and left with the sheep with a keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to fight and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with the men, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine Agath, Goliath, by name, out of the armies of the Philistines. 
and spake according to the same words, and David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were so afraid. And the men of Israel said, have ye seen this man that is come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David spake to the men that stood by him saying, what shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? From who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Elah, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Elah's anger was kindled against David. And he said, why comest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride and thy naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down here that thou mayest see the battle. And David said, what have I now done. Is there not a case? Goliath must fall too. Now in the story of David Goliath, we see a lot of angry people around him being David. Why is people mad at him? Especially his older brother, Elam who burned with anger toward him. What I realized, Elip should have been supportive of him. But the anger in his heart had been simmering for a while and waiting for an opportunity to erupt. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but somebody here has been boiling with anger, upset about something that may have happened yesterday, that may have happened last year, years long ago. The person can be dead and gone. The person can be done, moved on with their life, but you still angry. You still upset. You can't have a life because you got inner problems going on and you don't want to face it. We got kids who grow up with daddy issues and still can't move on and cannot understand why they cannot have a relationship. Even the women got past issues that they're dealing with so that when you meet somebody, you don't understand why you can never be in a good relationship with anybody. Because you hadn't dealt with your past, but you want to throw up your hands and say, I'm healed in Jesus' name. But when something gets serious in your life, it blows up. It comes forward. The sap rises to the top. We still carry on as if we're children, but we're grown people. But understand, you, you, you haven't let go, so it's still there. 
David was just a teenage boy when he went to the battle between the Israelites and the Philistines. He was not a member of the army, but was there delivering supplies to his older brothers. Who told him to do that? His daddy. I don't know about you, but I don't have been in, I'm the youngest of, 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 of my brothers. I remember my mama used to tell me, take this to them, and they get mad at me for showing up. I'm just simply doing what my mama said. Have you ever been in that situation where you got to go do something and, and, and your siblings may be doing something, uh, may be up to something, but you show up and say, well, mama and daddy said, or, or, or grandmama said, and they get mad at you. I know you're here to snitch on me. I know you're here to tell it. You got to get on somewhere. Are you the one that on the job when you come around the other employees stop talking because they figure you, 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 you the boss's favorite, the supervisor favorite, all you here to do is to tell on them? Not the case. However, as David got closer to the camp, he heard Goliath taunting and he just asked the question. In my mind, it was like, who is going to take him down? Who going to stop this? See, all y'all men, everybody standing around, everybody's big and strong. Who going who to stand up to this person? Who going to say something? It's amazing when there is a meeting and it's time for the real persons to step up. They never step up. You're always quiet. You can talk behind closed doors, but when it really matters, you won't say nothing. I see the neighborhood watch signs, but here it goes. Nobody in the neighborhood wants to be responsible because they have put something out years ago. Uh, snitches get stitches. Oh, y'all don't hear me. This is what's going on. People have been taken hostage in their own home, in their own community, on their own job. Nobody want to speak out. I ain't seen nothing. I ain't heard nothing. But no, no, but no, if that is Buki or Ray Ray down the street, breaking in folks' houses, they, they, they know if Shirley's on drugs and doing things, but nobody wants to say anything until it comes on their door, your door. Nobody. His older brother did not appreciate his inquisitiveness. For the scripture says when, says when Elabs, David's older brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? Why are you here? What's your purpose? People who had not been at funerals at times or been around the family show up at a funeral and other family members are mad at them. What, what, what you here for? You, you, you ain't helped mama. You ain't did this. But failed to get into the part where maybe I didn't show up because I didn't want to deal with your nasty attitude. Because no matter what I say or do, it's never good enough for you. And I don't think I'm going to put here to please you. Maybe I ain't the one to be combative with you. We got all types of things that are going on, but, 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 but it's the truth that matters. 
Understand, anger isn't necessarily wrong, but the Bible tells us that there is a time to be angry and a time to rightly express your anger. A couple of scriptures, James 1, 19 and 20, he lets us know this. Wherefore, my brethren, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Ain't nothing wrong with you being upset and angry, but understand you, you need to be calm. And, and, and I often tell people the first place I ever noticed this was, was in the garden. God was showing us how to deal with our anger or when you're frustrated because when he dealt with Adam in the garden, he was saying, listen, man, listen, woman, this is how you deal with a situation. First of all, you need to go to them in the cool of the day, not in the heat of the moment. Oftentimes, we go in the heat of the moment, but God came in the cool of the day. He knew what was going on. He knew what has happened, but he showed up in the cool of the day. He let things calm down. And so we often been told, never whoop your child when you're angry. You, 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 you shouldn't have a discussion with your mate when you're angry. Because come to understand, out of anger, many men have lost their wives because out of anger, they don't put their hands on them. Many wives may have lost their husband because out of anger, they have said something that couldn't be taken back. Out of anger out of the heat of the moment. So the word letting us know, understand, it, it, you, you, it's all right to be angry, but it's how you deal with it. It's how you express it. Even Jesus got angry. In Mark 3 and 5, you, 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 you will discover this, this. This is what he says. And when he looked around on them with anger, being grieved with the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the man, stretch forth thy hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. Why was Jesus angry? Here this man is in the synagogue needing help. Jesus had to ask a question. It, 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 is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day or to do evil, to save a life or to kill? He said, but they held their peace. In the house of God, the people of God held their peace when asked the question by doing something that's lawful, by doing something that's right, by helping. Do we get upset when somebody is doing something right? When somebody else come up with an idea that we didn't come up with, so we, we, we ain't going to support it, we ain't going to help it. Oh, I know y'all figure I ain't, I, my, my bad, because see, I, I don't see this happen. It could be a pastor's anniversary, and because you weren't selected to be on the committee, you ain't going to help. You, you upset because that person got chosen, so you ain't going to have nothing, you ain't going to do nothing. I'm going to do it, I'm going to when it's time to come up, then that's when I'm going to do my, huh? Oh, I know y'all, man, we're going. You, you, you weren't selected as the birthday party host, so you may. These are the things that go down. However, 
Anger can become a giant when it works in a way into your heart and simmers. When you just let it sit there and never do anything about it. Just like Elab did. However, Elab's response isn't surprising if you know the story. If we go back to 1 Samuel chapter 16. When the prophet Samuel came to Jesse's house to anoint a new king for Israel. Notice that Jesse started with his eldest son, Elab. Elab was the biggest, besides being the oldest, the strongest, and he was the handsome. He looked good. Now, I want you to know that the same characteristics that they thought God won't, God didn't want, because that's how they chose Saul. He would be, he would have some, look strong, ride, look, when he's sitting up high, oh, go ahead, brother. Image ain't always everything. Surely, Elop, surely he was going to be the next king of Israel. But in the scripture, God said, no, not him. He made. Not him. No, now Elips felt spawn. He was, and, and, and he, and, and it just wasn't right. He wasn't chosen as the new king of Israel. Instead, his younger brother was chosen. The kid boy who wasn't even in the lineup. Because all of them was put out there, but David was out of the field. Elip felt angered and rejected. And rejected people reject people. Hear me now. Rejected people reject people. Just like I said last week, hurting people hurt people. So when I feel a certain way, I'm going to reciprocate it to somebody else. They ain't had to do anything to me, but I'm just going to let you know. This is how it comes out. It was done to me. No, 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 nobody, no, nobody came to my rescue. Nobody helped me. Maybe you have a reason to be angry, but expressed it in the wrong way, like Elad. Know this, that when pent up anger is released, it can rage out of control and can hurt and damage people in ways you never thought of. Likewise, repressing one's anger can pose a huge health risk and is truly destructive. If you refuse to let it out, it'll eventually explode. In the counseling field that I am in, the Salvation Army, I often tell them when they're so mad, blow up this balloon, friend. keep blowing, keep blowing. Eventually it gets to the point where the balloon can only sustain so much air. If you keep blowing, it explodes. Now the problem is that who is gonna explode on? It's supposed to have a release. You, 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 at some point of time, you're supposed to exhale. At some point of time, you're supposed to release. But some people hold it in. You, you, you know holding in can raise your blood pressure. Your blood pressure goes, it causes your sugar to go. Understand everything starts going faster in your body, once the blood pressure increases, your body can go into overdrive. The only organ that they can restart in your body is your heart. 
I want to let you know when, when, when a person suffers from diabetes and truly has it, that means that, that that organ had got so heated that it was pumping so fast that it stopped. And it's no longer working. But your body still needs the insulin, so you got to take another form of insulin. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. I understand that no one likes to feel like they aren't good enough, smart enough, or wanted enough. And that the opinions of others matter. This is Elif's problem. Here I am. I'm the oldest. I'm this. The man that came to my daddy's house, I know it's me. And I'm overlooked. And then he went down the line. No, not him. No, not him. No, not him. No. And here this little run is out in the field. We, 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 he going to move on to all the sons get in. And as soon as he show up, God said, that's him. Anoint him. He furious. And so at times in our lives, this is what happens to people. Some people think because they, they think that your promotion means their demotion. They feel that they was overlooked. But God has a plan for everybody. Now understand. A word of rejection spoken out of anger that wasn't meant to hurt us can stick and sting. A tiny seed of rejection and anger can take root in our heart and wreak havoc in times to come. If not dealt with immediately and over a period of time, it can and will cause us to forget that God created us for a purpose and that he has a plan for us. Jeremiah 29 and 11 lets us know what God thinks of us, what he wants for us. He don't ever want us to think that he doesn't have it figured out. But he does. He says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God has a plan for your life. God has a path set out for you. You must follow the path that God has set for you. What I come to understand is that God does not ask us to run someone else's race. We all got a race to run, so here it is. I need you to stay in your lane. I'm going to stay in my lane. You can't run your brother's race. You can't run your sister's race. You can't run mama's race or daddy's race. Everybody got to run their own race. You must stay focused on what God has for you. But when we try to run someone else's race, we lose sight of God's purpose for our lives and we find ourselves being tormented by the giant of anger and rejection. Because I want to be over there. But there is hope today because the answer to overcoming the giant and rejection is to experience victory in Jesus' name. This happens first by recognizing that it is not instantaneously 
most of the time. For God changes your life bit by bit and not all at once. In other words, it's a process. My old pastor used to tell me, buddy, you got to learn the three P's of life that God had set for you. Promise, process, product. The promise that he gave and saved you and what he'll do, how he'll help you. The process of what you got to go through. You got to go through some trials and some tribulations. You got to go through the fire. Understand, but if you can go through, and I often think about uh, the, the poem, if, I, I, I wish we, we would do it more often. If, if you could keep your head when all about you are losing theirs. Understand, if by Rudder Kipling, the thing about if, and, and in this process, you come through if you can finish the process as the finished product. one of the Jews in God's jury box. You, you, you will become that finished product because we're all going through something. If we make it through the process, we'll be with him in heaven. He got to clean us up. He got to wash us up. It's a day-by-day -day thing that he's working on us. So, 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 so it, 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 it's important that you stay the process. The key to real change in your spiritual life is to constantly and consistently fill yourself up with faith by studying God's word daily. The word says, study to show thyself approved. A workman rightly divided the word of truth. You must study his word. His word must be in you and you in the word. Now the problem comes in, how often are you studying? Studying don't mean just reading. It means to research. It means to search the scripture. It means there has to be some application to what you're doing. You only get out what you put in. So I encourage you to study. Not only that, you must substitute your anger with the truth of his word. Because in the end, taking down the giant of anger is all about letting go. And focusing on God rather than the people who have wronged you. Last week they, they were singing that song, let go. Let God. I, I, I understand. You got to identify what you got to let go. What's been holding you back? You high old and you still upset? You high old and still frustrated? You still ain't got past home plate? You still striking out on the same situation? How you strike out hitting off the tee? Help me somebody. If y'all ever played baseball, at T-ball, it's a tee there with a ball on it. How you striking out of you and it's sitting on the tee? How you missing? Because I'm angry. And when I'm angry, I can't focus. I can't swing right. I think I'm hitting it, but I ain't hitting it. It ain't even moving. The answer to overcoming the, overcoming the giant of rejection is for you to see yourself the way God, our Heavenly Father, sees you as his dearly beloved children. 1 John 4 and 19 explained to us that God did not accept us because of anything we had done, but because he loved us. He first loved us. God loved us so much that he paid an enormous price to bring us close to him again. 
Understand, people feel rejected, but really, I want to let you know, you don't have a reason to feel rejected because God has accepted you for you and wants to make your life better. When I come to realize people don't really want God, they want people. God will never let you, let you down. People will let you down. God ain't going to hurt your feelings. People will. We, we, we're emotional. Sometimes we just like that. Sometimes we don't want to, we don't feel like being bothered, but God don't mind. You can tell him about anything and everything. The price, the death of his own son, Jesus of Nazareth on the cross. And Jesus speaks to us every day, telling us how much he really, really loves us and cares for us. Know this. That the creator of the universe knows you personally. I put up a scripture, Psalms 8 and 4. Want to let you know he knows you personally. What is man that thou art mine? Huh? Who are you that God is mindful of you? Who is you that the God that sits on how the creator of the universe will come down and visit you and take note of you and have taken interest in you and you don't even know it. He's so much into your life. He's there all the time. Looking and admiring and, 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 and just in awe. This, this, this is what I have created. This is the creation of my hands. This is, this is what I breathe into. Understand, this is why I got started. This is why I exhale every day so that you can inhale life. But understand, I want you to get into the part where you truly know me. Not only that, Luke 15, 3 and 7. Let's you know how he has pursued you. He pursued you. But people feel rejected. You got a God that will chase after you, that has come after you. Still coming. Understand, before you came to God in Christ, Jesus, God went on record and said, I chose you as my own. Therefore, your worth is not wrapped up in what you can achieve, but in the mere fact that God chose you. In closing, Jesus was given for you. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You were created to be accepted and embraced by your heavenly father, period. You were created to be loved for free. Did y'all hear that? For free. For free. I want you to know that people have a problem seeing the real you because they don't have the Lord of Lords, the God of Gods in their hearts. We all at times have scales on our eyes. We are often the blind man, the lame man. 
It's more disabled people in the world than you can imagine. Crippled. Don't know how to treat people right. Oh, that's a disability. Don't know how to love right. That's a disability. Hear me now. Anger, rejection, procrastination, disability. Why are we like this? Sin. But there is a remedy. There is an answer to our situation. His name is Jesus. Understand you live for God's acceptance and his acceptance alone. And as you come to realize this, the giant of rejection will fall in your life. The giant of fear, whatever the giant is in your life, when you come to recognize not only who you are, but whose you are. And that you're more than a conqueror. You can take wings. In the morning of eagle, and you can fly. High as you like. The word of God ain't never said how that you had to fly low with your wings. You can soar like an eagle. Have you ever seen the documentary? They soar so high, I understand. Wonder. How can they sustain such pressure? Because the God that's constantly lifting them up will lift you up. Your faith can take you far and higher as strong as it is. How strong is your faith in God? So I ask, who is Jesus to you? To the chemist, he is the one who turned water into wine. To the biologist, he is the one who was born without natural conception. To the physicist, he is the one who disproved the law of gravity when he walked on water, when he ascended into heaven. To the economist, he is the one who disproved the law of diminishing and returned by feeding 5,000 men with two fish and five loaves of bread. Bring me what you got. Watch, watch, watch I work a miracle in your life. He's been doing this for us down through the years with our grandparents. Ain't had nothing in the house but some scraps. But mom and but grandmama, a mama would get in the kitchen and a few moments, few hours later, they got a whole meal. They done took this and mixed this and put that together and filled it out. And then when you come in, the table is spread. And when they got through, it was still some left over. God showed them what to use. Don't throw them bones on your way. I can use it. To the physician. He is the one who cured a sick, deaf, dumb, and blind without administering a single dose of medicine. I realized to the woman at the well, he was the Christ. 
Who we talking about? Jesus. Jesus. Seed of the woman. Shallow, he who right it is. The branch of Jehovah. Emmanuel, God with us. Wonderful counselor. Mighty God. Everlasting father. The prince of peace. The words that he was born in Bethlehem. He was reared in Nazareth. He was tried in unjust course. He was hung, crucified, dead, and buried. But what I like about it, he didn't stay there. He did not stay there. They threw a party down there. Somebody get the devil cake. Somebody get the devil eggs. We got him. We got him. But that third day, Something happened. Death began to cry. Help! Help! Victory! Victory said, I can't hold. Oh. Grave said, I can't hold him. Oh, death. Oh, grave. Death, where's your sting? Grave, where's your victory? He got up with all power in his hands and said, I'm he that was dead. Behold, I'm alive and have the keys of hell and death in my hand. God got it. God did it. He can do it for you like he did it back then. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Jesus is his name. The doors of the church are open. Will you come? It takes a real man. I love you. Woman, boy, I girl. Love you. To step out on Jesus. I love Will you come Lord today? today? If you're in need of a church home, because I invite you to come on down to Portfield. In such a Jesus is going for him. The wise go for healing is here. Is in the house. I lift you up and I magnify your name. Come on. That's why my heart is filled Don't put off with bread. for tomorrow what you can do today. Come on. Don't hey, wait another second, another minute. You come. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You, you come in such a special way. way. 